Um, we went to the watch Tell the truth. immediately. Well, no, while you well, and I, while it, you and I were sitting on my couch watching this movie, <laughs> did you have an erection at any point? No. Did you? Welcome to Bad Movies <laughs> and Beer, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cooper and uh, I'm Nolan. Today we watched Body of Evidence, the 1992 sex thriller starring Madonna and Willem Dafoe for some reason. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, this was a doozy. Well, welcome back. Um, As again, this is Bad Movies and Beer, a podcast. Yeah, Uh, we watch bad movies and drink great beer. Yep. And then we sort of discuss them. Um, Full of spoilers. If you haven't heard our show before, there's lots of spoilers. Turn away now if you don't want to hear them. Yes, because if you really are going to be upset about missing out on the plot, like aspects of uh, body, body of evidence. evidence, there actually are like there are twists though. That's kind of the oh, point, right? Yeah, it's a, no. it's a it's a it's a mystery. It's a a sexual mystery. <laughs> it is a thriller, um, oh. and uh, there's there's a lot to talk about here. I'm a little nervous about. Not nervous, but I'm kind of curious how we're going to talk about some of this stuff. This this is going to be a challenging episode. Um, if you've listened to other ones before, thank you. We're usually very open and probably crass or over the top about some of the stuff we talked to. Yeah, this one seems a little dangerous. It is hard. Um, please take everything you hear in this podcast today and always with a grain of salt and humor, right? Know that... Uh, it's not meant to be. I don't think offensive. we have to go. I think we're going too far now. I don't think we need a goddamn uh, I don't disclaimer. Know. Well, the hard part here is we also don't want to get too personal because that can also be yeah, kind of weird, right? So <laughs> we're going to keep the commentary about the podcast. Yeah, nobody wants to hear about that. Yeah. Well, uh, the beer we are drinking today, yes. how appropriate considering... Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we are drinking a beer called Thrust. Which, which makes sense because of all the thrusting that Willem Dafoe does in this movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> going in, you pitched this beer to me as like, this is going to be the perfect, perfect beer for this. <laughs> and watching the movie, Willem Dafoe does very little thrusting. Oh, he's no, he's thrusting it. He's well, thrust upon. He's thrusting when he's lot, in the driver's seat. Yeah, he's not well, okay, in the driver's so seat. Is, it, is thrusting, like, do you have to have a, like a dick to to thrust or is thrusting just the act of like the back and forth kind of like can women thrust is she thrusting when she's on top of him <laughs> is she just thrusting her like pelvis i don't know um i, I think you can thrust without a penis yeah then I there you go yeah. then you know what he's thrusting she's thrusting uh, everybody gets a little yeah, thrust. there's yeah. there's thr- and we're gonna get a little thrust right now let's uh, crack it open all right here we go So this is a New England IPA from uh, Great Lakes Brewery in Etobicoke, uh, on the edge of Toronto there. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yes. Mm. Um, So this, for a long time, was one of my favorite IPAs. I think they were sort of ahead of the game in making a New England-style IPA. Mm. Uh, Sort of the more citrusy, cloudy, foggy, um, hop-forward beer. And I'm really looking forward to this a lot. So we'll, we'll go through the plot of the movie. And then, of course, at the end, we will rate it in our usual style uh, out of 10 for how bad out of 10 for how enjoyable with the goal of finding the elusive crit 20. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. <laughs> Are you going to use the echo every time we introduce that, that? If we ever find a yeah. crit 20 movie, the echo, I think it really drives home how rare and important it is. I know last week uh, we got closest got close. we've ever been. Spookies. Yeah, an 18 and a 17 yeah. are the closest I think we've ever been to that. Uh, yeah. If you didn't hear that episode, Spooky's episode is definitely worth a listen. Okay, so body of evidence. Uh, we begin with, you know, kind of fade in credits. Uh, we are moving through a mansion. And uh, you, a would, you would ask me before this movie started, night, like, yeah. you know, how much of this movie is just f-ing? Well, as we're moving through the mansion... <laughs> room to room you would begin to hear the very audible sounds of uh female mo- moaning and male moaning yep and then uh, we're just right into it like the first shot in the movie is just madonna just like riding a dude yeah she's all out there it's actually on a screen though because uh the gentleman was watching their intercourse and in a homemade movie there's a camera there's some clamps and stuff and we see the the, the man andrew marsh is his name is dead yeah i was a little confused um I mean, I think they probably did it accurately, but he was eyes open and almost seemed to be enjoying the movie still well dead. Well, I think he, he 
that, I mean, if you have to die watching yourself like get nailed by a hot lady, it's probably not the worst way to go. Immediately, there's a crime scene. The movie is still playing. There's playing on a loop, I guess. So the cops wanted to watch it. We get a nice scene where one of the officers is confused by what one of the devices is. And district attorney, the prosecutor uh, played by Joe Montaigne is just like, those are nipple clamps. He just knew right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they ask him in like, of course, like a comedic jokey way. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm cultured. One of their guys like, he's from LA. Yeah. Oh, you know, those people out there in LA. Yeah. Wild ones. So uh, the, the Andrew Marsh's secretary is there. She comes in and she immediately is just like, oh yeah, that, that was his girlfriend, Re- Rebecca Carlson played by Madonna. Like she killed him. Absolutely. Had to be her. We then cut to Andrew Marsh's funeral. Willem Dafoe shows up. He is playing lawyer Frank. I didn't catch his last name. Yeah. Like he was referred to as Frank throughout the entire movie. Like Frank is good enough. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, He shows up. He's, uh, you know, talks to Madonna. She just asks, will he represent her? He says yes. And then he kind of expresses his concerns about the case. uh, And she just says that it's not as bad as everyone thinks. You know, they took something good between two people and they made it dirty. Yeah, we were in love and they took our love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Willem Dafoe is having dinner with his wife, we find out later. There's no indication this is his wife. And can this be his kid? The way he's talking to that kid does not seem like the way a dad talks to his son. It seems like he's like a stepdad scenario. And maybe he is. Maybe she's his wife and she already had the kid. It's never really clear. I know. It's, it's, and the reason why we wonder that is because after they're talking, the kid asks him, can you really screw someone to death? Yeah. And he tells him in no uncertain terms. No. Yeah. And then he says, is, this isn't something you should be worried yeah. about. Wait, are you worried about this now? And the is kid's it? like, no. He's, he's kind of sad about it. And why wouldn't he be? I'd be saying that, it's, you know. Well, and then he like rubs his head and puts his hat on it. And he's like, well, you're an attractive kid. So yeah. I could see it. Like, I think he says attractive guy. I don't think yeah. he says attractive kid. Attractive kid sounds a little bit more creepy. Not much more. I just mean, a little bit more. Can it sound more creepy than when it's said by Willem Dafoe? Well, I mean, that doesn't help. You're start, <laughs> kind of starting in a hole there. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. His, his his wife, Sharon, is her name, of course, assumes that Rebecca Carlson killed this guy. Like, she's right away, oh, yeah, she killed him. She's sure. The secretary's sure. Everyone's sure. Except Willem Dafoe. Not so sure. He's not sure. I think he thinks it, but he doesn't want her to tell him. I think it's his job to keep an open mind. He mentions that he never asks his clients. When they get to the interrogation, there's an interrogation scene now. They kind of go through a checklist asking her about things. Did you have sex with him? Yes, she says. Did you use handcuffs? Yes, she says. Did you use cocaine? No, she says. And they're puzzled because apparently the tox screen on his body came back positive for cocaine. She knows nothing mm-hmm. about it. Did she know that he had a heart condition? Yeah, you know what's not good? Cocaine and, yeah. and a heart condition. That's what apparently. they say. She, yeah. says, she says she had no idea. They start asking if she's a dominatrix. Willem Dafoe gets <laughs> all offended by this. They're like, well, why didn't, uh, how could you not know about his heart condition? And, what, and she's just like, I don't know why men lie. I never know why men lie. They just do. Men lie. Yeah, she said this really, really strongly, which yeah. made me feel like she definitely murdered the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, I was like, oh, just so hard. She sold it. I mean, she sold it, but still they arrest her right away. Yeah. Frank doesn't really like it. Uh, he throws a bit of a tantrum. He kind of smashes his hand out on, on the desk and he's mad and come on. I forgot the We were getting the some Pat and Willem Dafoe a Nice little rage. Yeah, good, nice yeah. little rage there. Turns out that she's in uh, his will for most of his estate, about $8 million or so, which was a lot more money in 1992 than it is now. $8 million now. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still great, but it's not like world-changing. Like yeah, the, It's not murder money, I don't think. The podcast cannot see my raised brows at you right now. $8 million is still an absurd amount of money. But is it enough to murder someone? For a single woman to murder her I mean, the lawyer bills alone are going to come close to $8 million. If you're going on a murder trial, no. Lawyer bills are expensive, know. I think. Yeah. I just don't think... Like, if it's like $800 million, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> old man to death for 800. Oh my Wait, <laughs> not me, but like, no, I'm saying her, her character. <laughs> oh, that is no, definitely her, staying in the bucket. Her bucket's. character would maybe do that, I'm saying, like, if, if she's guilty. No, no. Yeah. In the present day. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is, we get to one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. What are you going to do? Tag the body as a murder weapon? Exhibit A? It's not a crime to be a great lay. Well, sure. I'd have to have myself indicted. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good one. 
at this point, we're pretty early in the movie, and I'm kind of like, okay, this script's popping a little bit. This is all right. Yeah, there's some good humor in it. There is some some questions about it, and the mystery was setting up. Like, was did he just die because they had some good sex? Yeah. Like, what happened? Did he take the cocaine? Did she give him the cocaine? Who yeah, knows? Who knows what's going uh, on? So they end up releasing her um, on bail, and she plays dumb about being in the will. She had no idea. She's finding out from Willem Dafoe. He's very concerned about them dragging her sex life into the trial, but she seems not that worried about it. We cut from there to Willem Dafoe thrusting. <laughs> this is the only time in the movie that uh, he's actually thrusting. Not true. No. Not true. Later yeah. on, there's a scene later oh, on you're forgetting about. Yeah, okay. I think it's, uh, he's, he's, it's not as much uh, as her, but he's, he's thrusting quite I'm a bit. Comfortable. He's, uh, he's having sex with his wife, Sharon, and it's very passionate. And when it's over, she tells him he's always great when he gets a big case. <laughs> yeah, there was a big backhanded compliment there. And yeah. then you pointed out that she also immediately went in the shower which can be see, seen as kind of insulting, too. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not supposed to get it too personal here. I feel like the run for the shower is kind of, uh, you know, it's a little insulting, I feel. It's like, wait, like, why? It's sort of like washing away the shame. Yeah. Why, yeah. why is there shame? Why don't you want to, like, wallow? There's something else about that scene that I did want to bring up. And if you have heard the pilot episode, then you know about this. If you haven't heard our pilot, it will probably pop up somewhere as a special edition. But, uh... We had a conversation about nipples in sex scenes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was the very bold claim that you made during that pilot yeah, episode? Yeah, this is making me a liar. I In the movie we watched in the pilot episode, a guy puts his mouth directly on the woman's nipple. And this made you pop. Like, you I lost your mind thought, while watching it. You're like, this never I, happens yeah, in I real movies. I thought I'd never seen it before in a movie. And we see it right here. Willem Dafoe goes goes uh, mouth to nipple on Julianne Moore. This is count number one. It happens that? again. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then later Madonna. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. No, I, just, was, I, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and I'm embarrassed now because yeah. I had, I've seen this before. And, and so I don't know how I just forgotten. So they... Talk to the secretary. They interviewed the secretary, the same one who claimed that right away she killed her. She says that she saw Rebecca using all kinds of coke, just tons of coke. And Willem Dafoe is angry about this because he feels like she lied to him. She says, no, no, the secretary is lying. She proves it by taking him to her like herbal medicine guy and yeah. a naturopath is that what they're called uh yeah it was sort of like a eastern alternative medicine kind seems of seems like place, and, right? he, and he produces she gets her medicine and it is it is a powder that you pull out of a vial like with a little coke spoon yeah but apparently it's not cocaine it's chinese peony root yeah and it was supposed to be sort of like a tylenol or acetaminophen or aspirin substitute or aspirin, yeah, right? yeah for cramps okay now this is interesting because you you thought and i did not see this but the doc the doctor I'm air quoting doctor yeah. comes out and you're like, is this guy supposed to be Asian? Well, he was clearly a white man. Yeah. But the whole sort of vibe and everything in the store was sort of Eastern medicine. And he kind of was throwing his voice. I feel like it was. It, yeah. yeah. I can't rule out the idea that they were like, what if uh, I know we've already got the actor, but uh, what if he's Chinese? Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, hang on though, but he's a white guy." Like, yeah. Well, I know, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just uh, like, yeah. I felt like there was definitely some over the line stereotyping in that character's role. It's a possible, and then he gives her acupuncture, which anyone can give anyone acupuncture. Yeah. But I think you know. And then there was a really awkward like setup where Willem Dafoe sees a cat there, yep. and it makes him really happy, like the biggest smile on his face in the entire movie. Um, and he goes over to the cat and of course he that, of co that brings him closer to where she's getting the acupuncture yeah. fully nude and then he gets to like sneak through and look through the the blinds at her which he does he's just ogling her but she catches him and she then knows he's there she asks for a ride home yeah is it still raining outside yeah. you mean right home uh, and then she lives in a houseboat and she invites him inside but he doesn't go inside this time yeah, I know. And I think it's here we get one of our many like erotic zooms. There's just so much zooming in yeah, on face and eyes. So and many like, close ups, yeah. oh. just trying to the, like the lighting. So the, the eyes are in light, but the face is kind of shadowy. They're really trying to dial up the like these smoldering looks of intensity. I don't know, man. It's all it's all the time. Then we get a whole bunch of trial scenes here. The prosecutor is claiming that basically she tried to fuck this dude to death. But it wasn't working fast enough, so she drugged him, gave him the cocaine. Willem Dafoe once again comes in with his defense of you can't fuck a person to death. He told that to the kid. He's telling it now to this courtroom full of jurors. 
Oh man, they call in a doctor. Doctor says this guy did not was not a regular cocaine user, so the use must have been unusual. Uh, they find a bottle of nasal spray, and cocaine was in the bottle of nasal spray. It was taken without his knowledge. And he, if he was doing the cocaine while they had sex, it would be the same as shooting a loaded gun at him. <laughs> yeah, inflammatory. Much like they do a lot of like stereotypical courtroom kind of shit, right? Yeah. Like the judge is stereotypical. There's oh, all she's kinds sassy. Of, yeah. She's shutting it down. She also talks only in like metaphors. Yeah, and there's all kinds of things that are brought up that someone objects to, and then it gets turned down. Oh, and there's so many like, objections. So every the, thirty yeah. seconds, it's an objection. I felt like they smashed together a Law and Order courtroom scene with yep. a soft core pornography movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that was like, yeah. I just kept, it was. It was there was always someone going over the top and proving the other person wrong in the courtroom. Like it, they made it way more exciting than it would ever be. Yet I was still bored to death in all of those. Yeah. Things. So the, and I think, I don't think it helps that the acting, some of these acting performances are not great. No, they're, they're not. But Madonna, Madonna's rough. Yeah. She's rough. She's not a great actress. She's, not. She's a talented pop musician, but, uh, acting traps. No, it was not good. Anyway, we're still in the courtroom. They bring in a different doctor. This guy, is gentleman, is German. He is an emergency room doctor, Dr. Alan Paley. Clearly German. Yes. I don't know what Germans name their kids. Maybe <laughs> I don't German. know. I don't it just know. seemed ridiculous. I mean, it's not the most German-sounding name, but it's whatever. Yeah, maybe they were trying not to. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it turns out that Andrew Marge had been admitted to the ER with cocaine poisoning because he had taken some cocaine. It was having very horrible effects on his body. In fact, the effect was so bad. Here comes another bold court- courtroom statement that the doctor warned him, if he ever tried cocaine again, it would be like committing suicide. Secretary comes up. She testifies that Andrew Marsh was worried about Madonna him to death. I can't believe this is this is a plot of this movie. She's him to death. Well, yeah. Uh, when you told me this was what it was going in, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was not kidding. Yeah. Nope. No, absolutely not. And that secretary is an interesting character too. She is, and all kind of tragic in a way. Willem Dafoe just immediately gets up, shits all over. He's like, "How? What a strange conversation to have with your boss." She's like, oh, you know, we had a like a very like long-term personal relationship, et cetera. He asks how she knew that she was using cocaine, and he brings up that she had her own drug problem. She mm-hmm. he confronts her with this in front of everyone, makes her cry. But I mean, he's trying to defend his clients, so I guess that's all right. But man, he just goes at her. Her credibility is severely damaged, and it turns out that she gave him the cocaine that poisoned him and sent him to the ER. Allegedly, it's implied. Yeah. The judge overrules and does not force her to answer, but it sure seems that way. And Willem Dafoe is winning this case right now. Yeah. What looked bad for Madonna and uh, looked like she was going to get caught for him to death um, <laughs> really gets turned around <laughs> yeah, by the so swift work of uh, of Willem Dafoe. He's here. a good lawyer. Frank, as it turns does, out. Well, I mean. Frank Delaney. What do you think his name uh, is? I don't know. I don't know. Either. It was exciting seeing that. Well, it wasn't exciting. I was really <laughs> bored, but. Uh, <laughs> It was Law and Order-esque as they're there and sort of fighting back. But what happens after that successful day in court? He takes his client out to dinner. They're having a little strategy talk, getting to know each other. Yeah. She tells a story about when she was younger. She used to steal strawberries from her, her neighbor's yard. She used to have to climb a fence to do this, and the fence was sharp. And then on the other side of the fence were rose bushes. So she would climb the sharp fence, get all scraped up, land in the rose bushes, get all scraped up. When she ate those strawberries, they tasted extra sweet. The entire time she's saying that, she is eating a strawberry in the like oh yeah, she's just she's just erotic way possible. Dialed up the eroticism to ten as she is eating the strawberry. The camera's like zooming in on the juices on her lips, and it's like (laughs) oh my god, like a little over the top and on the nose. I mean, yeah, they're just hitting you over the head with it. Just like she likes the the pleasures better with pain. I wrote down erotic zoom in here and <laughs> yeah, like I had so a bunch of check zooms. marks while we we're watching this scene. Okay. So she, he, he, he's intrigued by this though. He wants to know, he asked how she knew when she met Andrew Marsh, how did she know that he was into the same stuff? And she said, you can just tell. Yeah. It, this is where it was escalating for me. Cause the only thing we'd sort of heard that she'd been into was like, she handcuffed him and they filmed it. Right. Nipple clamps. It, nipple clamps. Okay. Some nipple clamps. But yeah, I was like, okay, like, but then, like, it certainly started to escalate really quickly. Yeah, you where get, you're you get like, the impression that 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 the one that killed him was like a kind of like a regular Tuesday. Yeah, 
Yeah, so apparently it gets really deviant or like and that all sexual deviants can see each other. That seems that seems deviancy that is that a seems wrong strong. Word. Yeah, yeah. cuz like well, and we're at a point sexual where, fluidity, I mean, sexual openness, <laughs> sexual openness. So at the time this was made, all of those things were a lot more hush-hush. Yeah, yeah, like and I'm sure there were lots of people doing it. Now it's certainly much more open that like people can yeah. as long as it's two consensual adults, Let's right? Say like sexual sexual going. openness. Liberation. Sure. There you go. People who are liberated sexually. I don't know. That's not the right yeah. word either. But whatever. Okay. So they're in there. They're in. Well, this this and is he's great. asking her this about is it. Great. Right? Yeah. Yes. He asked her to find someone else in the room. Is there anyone in the room that's the same as you? Yeah. She does a little look around. All the different direct. He's on the edge of his seat to find yeah. this shit out. And she she says, "Yeah, there's someone in here." All right. Oh. I'm not gonna tell you. You're not gonna tell me? No, I'm not gonna tell you. Why not? Because he doesn't know it yet. Yeah, he doesn't know it. He doesn't it know yet. it yet. But we know it. Who we know could exactly, it be? We know exactly who, who you're talking could about. It be? It's Willem Defoe. Yeah, man. So uh <laughs> they go back to the houseboat. But he's married apparently. Oh yeah. But we didn't know yeah. that until like another half an hour from now. True. Well, we, we know he's in a relationship. Well, yeah. Though. But like, I don't know. They get back to the houseboat. They're kind of like looking at each other. It's like a weird, like long goodbye. And then she just cuts right to it. She's like, yeah, it would be nice. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Playing dumb. And she's like, yeah, it'd be nice if we made love. I think it's the exact quote. Yeah, it sounds. And he's sounds like, like, that's what, what do you mean? Like, he's but whatever. And she's like, there's, there's nothing wrong with admitting that you want me, Frank. <laughs> and then what does Frank do? He ponders this for a second. Yeah. And then and he, he goes in for the kiss. Yeah. What is what does she, she do? stops him? Yeah. She puts the hand up. She's playing the game, man. She, she's, she wants to be the one who makes this happen. She's in charge, not him. So she stops him and then, you know, tells him good night. He goes to leave. But as he goes to his car, he's sitting there just being like all rattled by this. Yeah. He notices that she has left her sliding door open. Yes. And the curtains behind that sliding door are, are flowing out. In the shape of a vagina. <laughs> yeah. Well, she comes out onto her balcony. Now, on. yeah, I want to be very clear about yeah. this. You, you were the one who was like, <laughs> do those curtains look like a vagina? So, so we're gonna go back there in a second. She comes out on the balcony, and then there's a shot to him again, like pondering. And then they go back, and she's off the balcony. She's not there anymore. She's gone. It's mysterious. And they zoom in on the door and the blinds curtains. or curtains, yep. and they form into the shape of vulva like it, there's no denying <laughs> that this billowing is intended to make you think of wanna, entering a vagina well i mean i it's you know what considering how heavy-handed the symbolism has yes. been up to this point i am sure it was not a, like a happy accident yeah, there's no way that they would have shot that they it might have been shot accidentally and then someone no, watched that, that would be back. a happy accident that's my well, point no, there's no, no but way someone might have shot it back there's and no watched it and just been like and they're like oh wow that worked out great that well i don't know yeah i but how do you do you think they plan to try to make it billow in the form of a vagina to get him to enter? Well, into I that mean, home? I think if you have this is so ridiculous, <laughs> if you have like an opening and it's like, like a, like a north south opening and there's two like flaps. I don't know, man. Come on. Are you, are you making me say all these things? I didn't make you say anything. God damn it. That yeah. was your theory. What did I say? Well, right. you already promised that if you got 800 oh, million, you'd no, that's not. That's the character, man. God damn it. So he goes in the house. He goes yeah, in the house. He just enters the door. Well, dude, what are come you on. doing? Like he, it's it's clearly an invitation. No, no. Sorry, let me be clear. In the context of this movie, it's clearly an invitation. So. He was out. Why did she leave the door open? You don't just leave the door open. It was a hot night. She wanted some air through the. Okay. Except we we just watched this movie, so you know she has laid this trap. This is a trap for him to yes, come in because he comes in. He's like creeping through the house. It's super creepy, probably more so because he's Willem Dafoe. And then she just like emerges from this corner. She's been hiding in this corner waiting. She knew he was coming back in, man. She is playing him like a fiddle right now. Yeah. No, it's clear once he enters that this was always her plan. Yeah, man. And then it's on. They just start going at it rough. <laughs> I'm it's talking, like a game of dude, like they rip each other's clothes torn off. Torn shirts. Yeah. Torn dresses. He rips her bra off. There's 
biting. She runs upstairs. He comes up and he finds her laying there in giant underwear. (laughs) So (laughs) we've talked about bras in previous episodes. The panties in this episode are amazing. I I, I don't remember at what point thongs became a thing, but I'm guessing it wasn't a thing in 92 because these are (laughs) enormous. And it wasn't even, well, the backs were big, but the fronts were so high. They were above the waist. Yeah. Like they were above the belly button level underwear, like things that like massive, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically scraping the bottom of her boobs. Like they're, they're (laughs) way up there. I do picture my grandparents uh, and maybe that's why. Oh, what? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Maybe that's why getting an erection was so hard. Oh, God. Uh. All right. Uh, Anyway, she takes his belt off. She ties his arms back. She throws him on the bed. She says, my way. Then she grabs a candle and starts pouring wax on him. Then she pours champagne after the wax to cool it down. And then she's licking, licking the 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 champagne and also the wax. Yeah, she's getting wax all over her face. There's literally a shot where there's wax yeah, all over her lips. And I was like, I don't know. What? Man. I was I, I was pretty is, confused. It yeah. was throughout this whole scene, we also oh, his got faces. His oh, faces are so unsettling. Oh my god. You, you just keep panning on his face, which is like this weird oh, look man. of pleasure and pain. Oh, it's so but creepy. But Willem Dafoe so creepy. always looks like he's having an O face. Like that's just that's his resting. True. He has yeah. resting O his face. Resting so, O-face. so it was kind of a challenge. I was like, is that just Willem Dafoe's oh, regular face? Or is he Maybe? liking or not liking this? Oh, I don't know, man. Well, <sighs> but in a second it goes way 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 further because she takes the candle <laughs> oh yeah and she just pours we're led to believe that she pours the hot wax on his dick all over it like the whole she full dumps candle that candle yeah. it's the most wax of the whole thing yes all over his dong <laughs> and then she blows the candle out and then just starts him. and i was like i don't yeah, I'm like, can you can you can you put wax in your vagina? Well, there was a lot in, like inside the like blowing the dripping of the wax and the blowing out of the candle was super symbolic of like him coming. So I was I was surprised that it sort of continued afterwards. Like I thought they might leave it there as you like an artsy. You think he had an orgasm just from the hot wax? No, no, I don't think he could. But I think that's sort of what the candle was symbolizing or what it looked like. I took it more as a that, right? th- like, this this part of the foreplay is over. The foreplay is over. Yeah. And now it's time. Well, it like, definitely the can- was. The candle of foreplay is getting yeah. snuffed out and now it's time for to light the to light the I can't the imagine Yule log of <laughs> the Yule log. I can't imagine the wax provided any kind of benefit to either of them in that situation. In fact, it was probably sticky. Like I would assume yeah. if anything Did that would cause cool? it would cause more friction than provide anything else, right? Like that couldn't have been good for either of them in that situation. It was an interesting sex scene. It also featured nipple and mouth number 2 of the movie. I was not tracking all the nipple to mouth action. I but, was. Uh, well, Just good, as, good yeah, for you, man. I had yeah. to, uh, I got to like right. get the digs in when I can. Okay. He, uh, <laughs> he, this is, this is our most uncomfortable episode ever. <laughs> so I mean, whenever you watch an erotic thriller with your friend, it's, it's a, so weird. It's a strange experience. It is very strange. Almost as strange as waking up next to your wife after a night of, uh, passionate hot wax. Yeah. Sh- this cut here was interesting. He didn't even know where he was. No. <laughs> We were confused, and so was Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he's he's just his his perspective has changed so much. It was just a life altering moment that he, like he could, I guess he just drove home on autopilot, wasn't thinking, went to bed and woke up next to her. He goes pops a shower, uh, and notices that he's just covered in wax burns because of course I can't even imagine how burned his dick is. Oh God, giant red splotches on his chest. Like yeah. is there enough? Is he just like it's just, a mess just down there? Dropping it into a vat of aloe. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean yeah she yeah. she seems to not notice and then we, it, we go back to the trial because i guess the these are the these these sexual exploits they exist behind the facade of everyday life so that's my philosophical so take saying on this that that's the what they're trying to tell you is that this is happening all yeah, the time this, this this sharp contrast of the mundane court scenes with the extremely erotic rough sex scenes I don't know, man. I'm grasping here. This are they, is uh, are they trying to say that's what should be happening in our lives, and if it's not, then we're not achieving our. If our it's not, life. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see uh, in podcast land, but uh, Cooper's throwing an eyebrow at me right no, now. You know, no. We go back to the trial anyway, and uh, <laughs> they recall the German ER doctor, Doctor Paley. Turns out that he used to date Rebecca. What? Yeah. And and she might have inquired. Whether or not cocaine would kill Andrew Marsh, because Andrew Marsh was, of course, a patient of the doctors. Whoa, small world. Yeah, 
But uh, Willem Dafoe is just like, nah, you're just mad because uh, she wouldn't pour hot wax on your uh, that was the <laughs> argument. Just, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. That's his in-court defense. That's how he rebuffs the testimony. Well, there was no mention of hot wax, but there was of uh, <laughs> having sex for sure. Oh man, he proves it with an answering machine message. Remember answering machines? And uh, yeah, so understandably, now it seems like his credibility is also gone. Everyone's in a good mood. Uh, Willem Dafoe and Rebecca are riding the elevator down to the parking garage, and there's other people in the elevator. Yeah. But they're standing in the back and, you know, an elevator you tend to face forward towards the door. Yeah, nobody looks back in the elevator. No one's looking back. And yeah. thank goodness for that because she starts jerking him off. She goes Just, straight uh, for an elevator HJ. Yeah, gives him a little old-fashioned. In the, uh, in the, she in the zips his pants and puts her hand right just, inside just there. Just going for it. And he, he has this fucking creepy smile on his face because, of she course. She has a creepy smile, too. They're, they're both having smiling. a really good time. Yeah. And uh, he uses his, of course, legal briefcase to just sort of pull it up yeah. and cover Blocks, the action that's going on. Yeah. That's... Um, and they were supposed to be going to parking level three with yep. everyone else. But she changed plans. P4. Let's P4, go to P4. Please. Yeah. And once they get to P4, uh, she climbs up on the hood of a car. She uses one of her high heeled shoes to break the light bulb, casting light on that part of the car. There, There's so much creepy music underground here. It's a lot of creepy. Yeah. Like, the whole setting of this scene and the music and the tone is ridiculous to me. Uh, I It is. And what's especially ridiculous is she's on the cut of the car. Uh, he comes over. Basically, she takes off her underwear again. Pretty big. Not as big as uh, the pair before. Well, there is high. Yeah, but they're they're much more reasonable. I feel yeah. like those would pass muster in today's If the waist was society. like seven inches lower, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those come down. He starts going down on her right there while she's standing on the hood of the car hanging on like a yeah, pipe. kind of like hanging from the ceiling. Um, yeah. yeah. Then she pushes him down on the broken glass, sits down on his face. And as this is happening, like a car drives by like, yeah. like six feet away from him. It doesn't even slow. Like didn't even. There's no way. I know they turned the light off, but the car has headlights on. There's yeah. no way this car. This car is as close to them as I am to you right now sitting here in this thing. And like she's just right there on his face. Like, there's no way the driver didn't see this. Not even not a moment's hesitation. Not but, a head turn. But would you stop if you were driving and you drove past that? Like, you'd I'd just slow keep down. Going. You would, yeah. I'd slow, slow down. <laughs> you'd be like, oh. I'd slow down and take a look. Yeah, I'd be uh. like, uh, what is happening here? <laughs> I think I would drive past as fast as I could. Might give a little honk. Little, good, hey, for you, yeah, hey? good for you. Yeah, good for yeah. you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Look good for you. Good for you. <laughs> And then they end up having sex, of course, on the broken glass. Yeah. Um, Things have really escalated really fast. Yeah. Like, at this point, I wrote down there's been a dramatic escalation. And this is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is the word that I'm going to use from now on to describe when uh, sexual relationships move way too fast. Because <laughs> I don't know how we went from being your trial lawyer oh, to like wax sex to like banging in P4 at the parking garage yeah, on, on broken, broken glass. glass. Yeah, yep. it's it's just, it really has escalated very quickly. You know what else is about to escalate quickly is the trial. We go back to the trial. Yes, they call a new witness. Rebecca looks nervous. This gentleman comes in, played by Hollywood legend Frank Langella. He's an older gentleman, and he's her ex-lover. Apparently, they had a very intense sex life, which I would not have guessed. No, why would that of course be a not thing? No, like they just had missionary once uh, every, <laughs> every second so often. Yeah. Thursday, right? That was the yeah. plan. Anyway, it turns out she was always trying to get him worked up, uh, but he was nervous about this because he had, wait for it, a bad heart. What? I know. Was this the only medical excuse they could have for fucking someone I to death? So. I guess so. What, what, what else is there? I don't know. There's got to be another way like you can get overworked. Epilepsy if your head keeps blocking out the light. And then maybe you're, you're rocking yeah. back and forth like and could, it's like light, dark, light, dark. Well, light. you could know. definitely have an aneurysm or something. Like it doesn't have to be only heart failure here. No, but I guess well, they're trying to get establish a pattern. Get what, but if it's two different things, there's not a pattern. They got to establish a if pattern. If she's trying to f- someone to death, it doesn't matter what the thing is. I th- I just think in this case, it's more similar. It is, is right. the same. Why am I defending this piece of shit movie? I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, he, unlike Andrew Marsh, had bypass surgery, and now he's fine. His doctor said he could live for a long time. And as soon as that happened, she was no longer interested. She bailed out. It's funny. He says this line. He says, "She said she was going to f- me." Like I'd never been f- before. Oh, and his eyes are just going crazy. Yeah, and shooting all over the place. And I was like, whoa. Like, that can't be the first time she's ever said that to you, right? Like, this guy's no. blowing it out of proportion. 
they said it in a way that it was supposed to be super epic and it fell super flat yeah for me. i mean he's trying to sell it with the eyes but I, it's not i don't know it, it sure it sure seems like based on his testimony that uh she was trying to fuck him to death so willem defoe is is now quite mad yeah it looks real bad for defoe and for madonna here in the trial yep. now and he's just now realizing that maybe it wasn't a good idea to get involved with her he he bails out tells her from now on she's just a client and then he goes to see his wife but she's a little bit frosty yeah yeah because it turns out that she knows she has figured out that this is going on yeah this is where i found out she was his wife yeah me too i had made the assumption all along that they were dating and that this kid wasn't his but uh it turns out that they are married i don't know how we would have gotten that before but i guess uh madonna calls her up and that yeah. tips her off to uh, something going on and then she also mentions the wax burns on his chest yeah what did she do to you frank what did she do to you? I thought we were happy. So she tells him to hit the fucking bricks. Yeah. He, he's like, uh, oh, you know, but I don't want to lose you, etc. And then she just comes at him with, then you shouldn't have fucked her. And there's no, there's no argument there's no for that. There that. is yeah, no yeah. argument for that. And then nope. where does he head immediately? He clearly wants to keep this marriage together. So he goes right, right away. He just goes back to Madonna. Yeah. yeah. He immediately heads after her to uh, confront her again. Barges into the old houseboat to confront her, but she just kind of starts rubbing one out right in front of him. <laughs> That's her defense. Yeah. This was uh, like somehow she's on the, oh, she got to the floor because he pushed her he down. He pushed her on the floor. He pushed her down out of anger. And, yeah. and of course this to her was, was exciting. So she licks her middle finger in a that was very a slow lick like, also. Yeah, a yeah. very suggestive yeah. way. Then and she then worms her hand through like a, half a meter feet of a meter of underwear. <laughs> yeah. You see her entire arm up to her shoulder go into her underwear. It's an exaggeration. <laughs> and then, but only slightly. Yeah. That is only a slight exaggeration. And, and then he has his back turned, but he knows what's going on and he's like contemplating being a good person. Oh, he can't no, he can't resist. There's never I maybe you thought he was gonna walk out of that and he wasn't walking out of there. And why would he think about it. His marriage is fucking over. She just told him. She told him to get lost. Is what, are you, it? what are you clinging to? Is it over? Either way, man, you've got to assume that it's over. Why wouldn't you just, uh, you know, yeah, what the hell at this point? Just we compile on to the issues? Yeah. I mean, if it's already over, how can you make it worse? By having sex with a crazy woman again? Well, that's what he does. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's what he does. But this time, we get a little bit of a role reversal. Yeah, there's weird biblical music. Uh, yeah, he, he brings out, she brings out the handcuffs. He takes them away from her. He handcuffs her. And then uh, they're going at it. And I, uh, I, we are unclear on the nature of this particular sex act. I was super uncomfortable with this scene, um, mostly because like, I know they've played up the sort of intensity of the sexual relationships that Madonna has, but he handcuffs her down, flips her over and like forces himself on her from behind. Like it is, this is by far the most rapey of the sex scenes. Yeah. Like it, it was something that I, I was super uncomfortable with in, and it appeared that she was in opposition to it at first for sure. And then started to appear to enjoy it. And then it was over quickly. So I don't know. I think if the movie were made today, that scene. like I don't think this movie can be made today. Are you shitting me? Well, when's the last time they made a movie like this? I didn't see Fifty Shades of Grey. But I'm guessing that that series of movies like but touches no on murder in that. They end as equals. They're getting married. No, this is not about murder. No, no, uh, that's fair. But like the, I think the murder part actually people wouldn't object to today, right? Like I think that kind of court well, trial. Well, hang on though, stuff, if she's right? to death, that might be objectionable. Uh, well, it is objectionable, but I don't think that wouldn't be a part of a plot. I think certain sexual acts or certain like acts of sexuality that look unconsensual wouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, they would be in a, but I don't know, but in a rape, better movie, rape is in a, shown in a movie, in a movie that can handle it with right? the appropriate like, weight yeah, and like measure. It, yeah. If it's shown in a non-positive light, right? The part of that was a problem in this one was it it wasn't shown in a problematic way. I guess this is a weird. We gotta move past this. All right, this we'll go just, back. We, we've so gone, there's this it's, really creepy scene uh, where his wife finds out he's cheating and he goes back and he confronts her and then they have maybe non-consensual sex and it's really rough but then where do we find ourselves back well this actually the next morning he's now sleeping in his office because he's been kicked out of his house and also apparently he wasn't allowed to stay in the houseboats maybe there's another sign that it wasn't super consensual because why wouldn't she be like yeah you can stay here for tonight he's back at the office he's sleeping in the office one of his co-workers wakes him up because this guy has found something out 
Turns out the tape that they had recorded their lovemaking the night of the man's death was recorded over an earlier tape, an other sex tape of him with the secretary. <gasps> yeah, so they recall the secretary. They confront her with this new evidence. She admits that she was in love with him and that she hated Rebecca and that she bought the nasal spray. Oh, the twists. The, well, and I don't know if we explained the nasal spray was the way that the cocaine got it was into cocaine the system. And nasal spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how knowing. he died that day. Yeah, yeah. So that should be should be enough to create reasonable doubt. But yeah, Madonna. Rebecca Carlson wants to testify. Willem Dafoe's against it, but it's going to happen. But not before we get a super awkward bathroom encounter where Rebecca's getting ready for her testimony and Willem Dafoe's wife, Carol, is just, she comes out of the stall. She's in the bathroom also. Why is she there? Yeah, I don't know either. Like she uh, came to see her husband on the closing day of the court case she, to she, support her him? husband that she kicked out of the house? Yeah, uh, because he was like banging this chick like I or did she think, just come to see no. who she was or I, not to break the fourth wall but i think she's there so they can have this bathroom scene i think that's the point you just we need the tension of yes. the two lovers yes. together, which is purely and what happens when uh, they're in the bathroom together i mean this is kind of a snarky move but yeah. madonna's just like wish me luck which is very bold yes and then what like happens? you just basically told the lady you're f-ing her husband um and now and you might have killed a guy yeah so and now you're like hey have a wish me luck Julianne Moore slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. She testifies, and her testimony basically comes down to she loved him, but she didn't want to marry him because his marriages never lasted. He wanted the handcuffs because he liked to uh, give up control for a while. He's very much in control all day long to make decisions, meetings, whatnot. So he liked to be able to kind of let go, and she can run the show. At this point, the, the prosecutor, the district attorney, played by Joe Montana. He's just throwing yeah. Hail Mary. He's like, he's in rough shape. They're you know, losing this case. Bad. He's throwing everything he can up there, trying to prove that it wasn't a coincidence that they met. But, you know, she's just deflecting all of these. He tries to bring up the fact that she was sleeping with this other older guy and he had a heart condition. And as soon as he was better, she bailed. And she says, that's not the reason why she bailed. She bailed because she caught him in bed with someone else and she couldn't compete. Yeah, and this is where she sort of breaks into tears. This is the first time we've seen... This is the Madonna Oscar reel. Yeah, this uh, character vulnerable in that way. And like she's really, really upset. He's incredulous. How, couldn't compete. You, you How is that possible? with anybody. Anything. You could compete with everyone. His, like, exact do quote was, his exact quote was, "How could, you couldn't compete? What was she using? A razor blade? Oh, yeah. 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 That was pretty great. And now, with about five minutes left in this movie... We get just a really weird twist that I'm not sure why they even threw in here. Yeah. Turns out she couldn't compete because the older gentleman played by Frank Langella was in bed with a dude. Yeah. She outed him. Yep. Right there in the courtroom. Yeah. It was really, really weird. Like this moment of outing. And I mean, I guess it's in a courtroom and it's like stopping you from going to jail forever. Yep. But outing is not something that's like. Well, and it's the truth. She's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah it's also perjury. Yeah, you have to. Also, she wouldn't perjure. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. It just—it was a really strange thing. It to was see. a weird to show up that late in the movie as an odd twist. But and to again, make that choice, like, why yeah. did they choose to have that as a moment in there to make it more shocking? Was it just for shock value? I have to assume so. This like, whole movie homosexuality is, is shocking in 1992. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't know. But I—I I guess I would I say that's either. probably what they were going for. Maybe anyway, the defense rests and she's not guilty and. We get another twist here. She leans in and says to Frank. Thanks. You almost convinced me. Oh. Yeah, the big twist comes out. She's guilty. We yeah. all knew she was guilty. We all knew this. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Yeah. everyone knew from the jump. Secretary, Julianne Moore, everyone. Yeah. She's guilty. Was, yeah, absolutely. It was clear. The way that she was acting, the way that she, like completely sort of won over on Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Well, you get the impression like, you know, she, she's been playing him. She's been stringing him along. Uh, I don't think he knows exactly how much, but he's going to find out real soon because even though the DA who knows what's up is just like trials over, let it go. Let yeah, it go. He told him to get away. Walk for away. It. Yeah. The DA was trying to help he him. He does not walk away much like before. He can't resist. He's got to go. Got to go get answers. Got to go confront her again. So he goes to confront her at the houseboat. And when he gets there, he hears her talking to someone. There's some more twists still in this yeah, never-ending twisty movie. In there? It's the German doctor, Dr. Paley. 
What? And it turns Why is out, he there? oh, it's a conspiracy. Don't you know? Oh. It's a conspiracy because basically the German doctor went up there, teed one up for Madonna to just hit out of the park here. They could ruin his credibility to make her look more innocent. What do you call it? Like a reverse character witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defoe figures out he's been played. Dr. Paley figures out he's been played. And unlike Defoe, who I guess respects it, respects the hustle, Dr. Paley is furiously mad. He's really mad. What, what does Madonna say to them, though, as she's describing this? Do you remember oh, her I, quote? Could, I don't know. She f***s people. Was not yeah, that's what I do. I f***. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's something, all right. Yeah. Uh, so he attacks her. Uh, it turns wh- into an action scene. It does. We yeah. had zero action in this entire... Well, sorry. <laughs> we had lots of sexy action. But we <laughs> had like zero fighting action, fighting yeah. action in this entire movie. And oh, what yeah. do we get? Our first uh, yeah, action Yeah, it's an scene. actual action sequence. They're playing like very heroic music while Willem Dafoe is trying to fight off this dude. Yeah. Um, and he actually throws him over a railing which i know you had been talking about last week how you were upset that no one got thrown yeah, over that no, railing yeah. in spookies i was happy it happened they they were fighting over right over gun, the railing right like a gun yep. goes off and it kind of grazes madonna it was her gun she pulled it out trying yeah. to defend herself and then defoe yeah. throws him over there and we think that's done with right we think yeah and then he goes to check on her she's okay picks her up but it turns out he didn't exactly finish the job on old dr paley because he shoots madonna twice right through the chest yeah, he crawls up those stairs, points that gun, and shoots her twice. Her and then, and then as a little bonus for you, Cherry in the Sunday, she falls over a railing also. <laughs> she smashes back out that window, Yep, uh, giving me flashbacks to Commando. There right? you go. And yeah. uh, back in there, splash into the water and floats up to the surface. She did. Yeah, and we get this sort of like floating look. This moment here really made me think of Sirens. Like I felt like they were like uh, like the thing like they were trying to tell me that she was a siren right and that's okay. who she was like I I don't know oh, if it was now her. she's gone back to the sea yeah well her, I don't know her, she's her gone. song has been silenced yeah it's like, we're really reaching for meaning here I don't know I was trying I God was having damn, a lot of trouble movie. seeing what was happening yeah so um basically at this point you know now it's another crime scene so the police come they arrest Doctor Paley yeah Joe Montagna is back as the district attorney again. He asks Frank if he believes in karma. Frank tells him that he should have won the case. And uh, his response is, I did. Because they're hauling the lady's dead body off. <laughs> yeah, which, I know. That was dark. But I mean, I guess, I guess right. justice has been served. And then, kind of? and then a really confusing ending for me. Who well, I, comes like, down the that, dock? That should have been the ending. Yeah. Like right there. Like yeah. I did. Boom. They're wheeling her out credits. But no, we get a little bonus footage of like Julianne Moore who despite the fact that her husband cheated on her multiple times and everyone knows it and she was upset about it and she's met the woman and like it's all it's all true she's just there she's back and we see them sort of walking off into the sunset together like it's yeah walking off arm and arm i guess they're gonna give it another go uh and that's the end and i and i and is that their goal at having a happy ending i don't know i don't know (sighs) this movie's just really bad it's this weird mishmash of like a 19 like 60s court procedural with like a porno i don't like you said it's a weird like <laughs> yeah. law and order and softcore i don't know what yeah, this is man this is it was not good god damn uh, this is dicey there was not a lot of redeeming acting the no music and tone was super on the nose right it was like you know what much like much like this thrust beer i found this movie a little hard to swallow oh how dare you this thrust beer was delicious not my speed man Uh, all right so uh let's let's rate this shit and get it over with this is another swamp thing for me i just want to get the fuck out of here yeah you're just trying to rush us through here man man. oh my god i don't know what else to say about this it's we don't have anything else to say i think it's appropriate to go to our rankings all right so once again we how bad movie yeah uh up to a 10 uh, on how bad it is. And then again, we'll rank it on up to a 10 about how enjoyable it is. My main problem with this movie is the acting. The acting is often not good. Um, this is like young Julianne Moore before she was like established. And Willem Dafoe is like just here getting a paycheck. Madonna's a terrible actress. So before you give me your rating, does it get bumped up at all for like how much sex nudity right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> i won't lie to you that's probably going to affect my enjoyable rating <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fair i guess okay but so how, know, how bad how bad do you think this movie was oh this is, this is gonna be real tough because what i'm gonna say is gonna sound crazy because we've done four other movies we've ranked them how bad they are i think this movie is a is an eight eight on the bad scale like it's it's only real crime besides the bad acting is it's kind of boring 
Yeah. You know what? I'm saying this, but this movie got terrible reviews and it got just yeah. like shit on by critics. So you know what? I know this. You're sticking this with must, it. You got no, an eight. eight. Yeah, this is an eight bad. Yeah. It is an eight. All right. Well, I never want to see this again. Well, we'll get to the enjoyable in a second. Yeah, but it's so hard on bad. My my difficulty was separating how bad from how unenjoyable it was. Yeah, because that really affects my how bad too, yep. right? I, I think I'm also going to give it an eight on the bad scale. Okay. And I think it was mostly for some of its like unforgivable acting and some of the unforgivable choices they made in, within the movie itself too. Like the writing to me was yeah garbage all right so an eight and how enjoyable for you yeah not good uh (laughs) (laughs) as i said uh i would never watch it again the courtroom scenes were boring i got zero erections Uh, (laughs) (laughs) despite it being an erotic thriller uh, (laughs) um, in terms of how enjoyable i'm gonna give this movie a three Oh, you went even higher than I did. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. Well, so, so you gave it a yeah, being too hard on nah, this. Oh, you don't have to justify what you're giving it. Uh, so you went two and eight. So you're giving it a score eight, of eight 10. And two. Yeah. Be, yeah. It's a score of 10 overall. Not good. Is that our worst score so yes. far? Yes. Yeah. Oh, by a hot mile. And I've given it a three and an eight, which means it's an 11. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a great average. Well, I think the good news is next week. We're going to be watching a movie that should score significantly higher. Although this is going to be a rare one where you've seen it and I have not. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I'm excited. Do you expect me to enjoy this movie? Um, well, I remember it from childhood watching it on city TV of all oh, places. All right. So I don't know why I have that connection. I remember watching it and not really understanding what was happening because it was so absurd. So I expect you're going to have a good time. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to have a better time than we did this week, but thank you for sitting through this. If any of you are still here, uh, yeah, if you uh, want to subscribe and, uh, you know, give us a review, tell a friend, maybe not about this episode, maybe some of the other ones that were better. It might be funny. The movie itself wasn't good, but hopefully our podcast was enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully. And um, if you want to get in touch with us at the BMB podcast on Twitter or the BMB podcast at gmail.com movie recommendations, whatever else. If you want to talk about Willem Dafoe's orgasm face, fuck man, sure, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Well, thank you again for watching and we hope you will uh, listen to us next week as well. Yep. Uh, Have a good night. And we'll see you next time on Bad Movies and Beer. Yeah. Keep it waxy. Oh, God. (laughs) You did it again. You put it (laughs) there. An act of love or an act of murder. (laughs) 